GTFM on your radio app and smart speaker, and there's Britney Spears and a song. Maybe she's singing about COVID nineteen. Crazy because it has been over the last twelve months. Um, time now then to introduce my guest of the day, Labour candidate for the Rhondda in this May's Senate election, Elizabeth Buffy Williams. First of all, good morning to you, Buffy. Good morning. How are you this morning? Good, good. Yes, been busy again this morning, but uh, yeah, doing well. Good. Um, now, I've mentioned the Senate election. Uh, first of all, the obvious question, do you think they will still go ahead in May? Because we're into February next week, and even though new case numbers are thankfully falling now, it's not much time for organising events, getting promotional leaflets printed, meetings arranged, online information set up. Time is ticking away, isn't it? Are these elections, and they need to be safe, uh, wh- what's, what's your thinking on it at the moment? Well, the message we are having is that they are still going to go ahead in, in May. Um, obviously, like you just said there, it's got to be safe, hasn't it? That's got to be priority over everything else is people's safety. So I don't really know how it's going to play out. But at the moment, the message we are having is that the election is still going to go ahead. OK, so when will the uh, decision be made to postpone the election uh, to a later date? Um, it, it would have to be done by March time, I would have thought, at the latest. Well, I think I think so, yes. I mean, I mean, for me, fingers crossed, everything goes as planned. But you never know. We've seen now over the last year how quickly decisions are made, how quickly things change. So um, I, I'm just hoping that everything stays on track. But at the moment, like I said, the only message we've had is that the election is still going to go ahead in May. Okay. Uh, who actually makes that final decision then? It's obviously the Welsh Government? Yes, it's the Welsh Government. I think there's a task force set to um, to implement whatever goes ahead. I think there was legislation or something pushed through this week to say that um, if they needed uh, to change the date, that, that they could then. I think it has to be legislated on. So I think that's happened this week, just in case then. You know, safe than sorry, I suppose, isn't it? Yes. So how are you campaigning at the moment then, Buffy, with great difficulty, I suspect? Yes, it is really difficult. I mean, I've worked community for the last 20 years and I've seen how things have changed dramatically over the last year. Um, And I've campaigned in every election for general election and Senate election for many years. And and this time around, obviously, it's very different because it's my own campaign. and whereas we'd be out door knocking and meeting people and setting up events, we haven't been able to do that. So mostly it's been played out over social media. Um, so it's just trying to get the message across, I suppose, then of what I, I stand for and, and who I am to those in the Rhonda that don't know me. Um, and it is, it's, it has been difficult. It's, been, it's frustrating, I suppose. But at the end of the day, like I said, safety must come first. And it's just not appropriate to go knocking doors and meeting people that way. It's really not. I mean, phone canvassing is one way to do things. Not everybody wants to speak to you on the telephone, mind. And, you know, it's just one of those things. When you get in from work, the last thing you want is somebody ringing you, um, you know, talking about the Labour Party, then I suppose. Yes, of <laughs> but course. Yeah, it's yeah. been difficult. It has, it has been difficult, but... Needs must, isn't it? At the end of the day, we've had to use everything at our disposal. Um, so yeah, it's been difficult. Elections are quite an exciting time. It gives you a chance, of course, uh, to explain to the public your um, proposals and your policies. Uh, you're up against the Conservatives, Plaid Cymru, the Lib Dems, and 
I, I would imagine a couple of independents as well. Yeah. They usually throw their hat into the ring, don't they? Uh, tell us about your key policies then, Buffy. Here's your opportunity to spread the word. Well, for me, I suppose I've taken my key policies from my everyday life. Um, you know that I've, I, I run a community project and I've worked in the third sector for nearly 20 years. I've been grassroots based then, I suppose, you know, that's how people would say it. And I've looked at what I see every day, what the main challenges every day are to the everyday person. Uh, child poverty is, is still something that we are fighting against, trying to combat. So that's one of them. Um, that's something that's close to my heart, obviously, through the work that I do. Uh, local employment, I, I see now more than ever the need for local employment. It's going to be very difficult to attract big industry in, into Wales going forward, I think, you know, because of the pandemic, if nothing else. Um, so I think we need to be investing in smaller local businesses, giving them a chance to grow and expand, giving them a chance to employ local people um, to build on the foundation they've already laid. I think that's extremely important. Um, I mean, my husband has his own business. Um, it, it's been very difficult for him over the last year with, with staff. Um really difficult with tradesmen so I, I see those very real problems and I see them getting worse as, the, as time goes on now um, due to the repercussions of the pandemic uh, and also the other thing for me is social care and social care fit for a, a better future then um, we've seen how the pandemic has hit our nursing homes we've seen how it's affected our NHS staff um, my stepbrother um, God love him. He is. Uh, he's been on the front line. He's a COVID. He's worked on the COVID ward. Well he, done to a, him. He's a nurse. Well, he's a well nurse. done to him. Yeah. Um, he has two very beautiful little boys. Were born very, very prematurely. One at 23 weeks. One at 24 weeks. So for a time, he had to move away. He had to move away from his his wife and children. He couldn't stay with his wife and children because um, he was putting them at risk. You know, our NHS staff have given up so much uh, over the last year. And we will be eternally thankful to them. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. It really brought everything. They are. They're amazing. Absolutely fantastic. I took um, before Christmas. I took some only biscuits and chocolates to the Royal Glamorgan just for every ward, for every you know, for the staff to enjoy. And then I took one to Clunapier and the lady behind the counter in um, especially the new hostel in Clunapier. She was so upset when I took stuff in because she was so grateful. It really upset me. Yeah. And then I took them over to the, our local nursing home in Teapentoin, and the lady came out in tears because she'd moved into the nursing home the manager had. for She'd been there for nearly six weeks and hadn't been home because of, there was COVID in the nursing home. They'd lost so many members of staff. Um, they had to isolate through COVID that she moved in and stayed there. I mean, look what people have done over the last year. They've gone above and beyond Absolutely incredible. And I think it's also f fair to say, going back to small businesses and the importance of employment, the South Wales Valley, Valleys generally, they've not recovered really from the pit closures back no. in the 1980s, have they? I mean, no. the Thatcher government at the time, if I remember correctly, I might be uh, incorrect with one or two things, but I mean, she promised uh, new businesses to come in, I think, with the mm. old Welsh Development Agency, the WDA. Right. Uh, but... but it hasn't really happened, has it? We've had new businesses no. come to the valleys, of course, but but not in the numbers when you think of how many jobs were lost when, when the pitch closed. 
not, not very true. I mean, I left school and went straight into a factory. I went into Morris Cowen. I don't know if you know Morris Cowen. I've heard of it, yes. Yeah, yeah the Gelly Industrial Estate. Uh, they moved out of the valley soon after. Then I went and worked in Pencoid in, in Sony. I was there for a time. Um, and th- that slowly, we've seen that slowly dwindle and move out to, of Wales, you know, to China and Japan and, and all other areas. Uh, we, we've lost chunks then as time has gone on of employment so I do think that we need to look closer to home now look at our small cottage industry if you want to call it that then small small businesses invest in these small businesses give them the tools then to support themselves to ensure that they can employ people and they can grow let's set let's set set good solid foundations for these small businesses to be able to develop and grow now more than ever we need that we really really do now you've been running a food support scheme haven't you uh, tell us more yes. about that buffy well we've always run a food support scheme from the community project and we've always worked very closely with the ronda food bank but obviously last year we saw a, a rise in people needing to access this food um for us it's been it's been harrowing because it's not the people that we would usually see come into us. It has been nurses, it's been teaching staff, it's been people that we wouldn't usually then see. We've been people who've been furloughed, people who've lost their jobs through no fault of their own. Um, we've seen all these different people come to us for support and they haven't wanted to. But they've had to, yeah. and it's been it's been really it's been an emotional roller coaster for the last year. We've all been on. It's 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 quite draining sometimes as well. But this food support has been a lifeline. Um, we've been so extremely lucky that we've had local businesses um, donate lots of money, thankfully, to support us. Like I said, we work with the Ronda Food Bank. They've been fantastic. Um, they've always supplying us with anything we need. We set up for food vouchers as well. But we just make sure that anybody that needs something or anybody that needs a little bit of extra support, they know we are there and we can help any way that we can. Uh, the same with period poverty. Um, just before the lockdown, we, we went to the school, our local school, and we made sure they had enough... Um, sanitary products for the for the older girls there because people don't think of things like that. No, no. They don't think they go, that they, these Those girls, are the things, I guess, go under, yeah, the, under the radar a bit, do. don't they? And you think how many months now these children have been off school for um, and they haven't been able sometimes to access things like that. So we've made sure that there's always enough there. If anybody needs to come and collect them, just come along, knock the door and we make sure they've got whatever they need. It's It's been a long time now how do people qualify then for the for the food? We there's no qualifying criteria because we like to believe that if people really need us, then they come to us. Um, we don't ask questions. Uh, we make you know they know they know we are there. We don't ask questions. We feel that if they that if they if they if they need us, then we need to be there, and we just trust that they are being honest with us that they are. In, in need then. So people listening to this now, how can they actually get in touch with you? Because the centre itself is not open to the public, is it? No, no, we haven't been open since last um, March. We closed when we were told we had to. and I think we closed for two days and then we went back 
straight after and we created a, a different way of working then. We, we learned to work differently. We've been extremely lucky today. Uh, we've just purchased a, a vehicle through the Moondance Foundation. They've funded us uh, for a vehicle. So we are delivering, we've, we've delivered pack lunches throughout um, and hot meals for older people. Um, that is uh, by area. So we've been really fortunate with this vehicle coming forward today. Um, but if they need to access anything from us, they just need to drop us a message, give the centre a phone call, an email, or go onto our website and let let us know, and we'll put something there for them to come well, and collect, or uh, we'll get it to them if we can. Have you got the, the contact details now? Have you got the telephone number? I have. Hold on one second. That's okay. What about the uh, maybe an email address or Facebook page as well, Buffy? That would be really, really yeah, helpful. Facebook, Facebook is... Um, if we just put Canovan Penter in, uh, we are there. Um, I think we're the first thing that comes up, actually. Well, um, what was that again? Can you repeat that? I said the face. If we put um, Canovan Penter in to the Facebook search engine, we pop up first. We're the first thing that pops up. Um, the web address is really easy as well. It's just canovanpenter.com. And a telephone and, number? And the telephone number is 01043. Three zero seven four double five. Three zero seven four double five. Was it? That's right. Yes. That's the contact number. Now, before you go, uh, the schools at the moment are closed, but we are expecting a phased return uh, to be yes. announced by the first minister in uh, about forty-five minutes' time after February the twenty-second. I, I mean, this is great news, isn't it? Because obviously, it means that the case numbers are falling. Yes, it does. It does mean the case numbers are falling, thank goodness. Um, and I think everybody who, who've, who've stuck to the lockdown and really worked hard to make sure that they follow in the rules so that the numbers come down, I think everybody deserves a really good pat on the back because it's been a long time, hasn't it? It's been a long old year. And the it certainly has. Winter has never ending. I mean, for me, I've got one daughter, I said, is, is in university in Aberystwyth. Uh, she came home in December and hasn't gone back. She's online learning. And I have another daughter who's in um, last year of junior school and will be going to the comprehensive in September. I think she's found it the hardest. Um, she's doing online learning as well, and her school has been absolutely amazing. Triochi Primary, they've been fantastic. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to her going back to school. I'm also apprehensive, as most parents would be. Yeah, that's the problem, um, isn't it? It's the worry it of, of going back and, and spreading the virus. And I worry for the teaching staff as well. Absolutely. You know, do, you think, got, do you think they should be vaccinated, all teachers? I, I, I think everybody should, should be vaccinated, obviously. But yes, I With think... With a priority, I meant. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think they should. I think, you know, they, they're up against it in the everyday and they've done, a, they've done a sterling job, haven't they, teachers? You know, like our staff, they really have. They've, they've had to plan, they've had to think outside the box, they've had very short notice when schools have closed, they've had to think on their feet... Um, they've been they've been superheroes, haven't they? Really, our teaching staff, and and they've missed the children as well. That's what people don't don't think about. You know, I I, I listen to Saffron, my my youngest girl, um, teacher, saying how how thrilled he was to see all the children, and you could see he was genuinely happy to see all the children on the screen. Yeah. You know, the last room meeting, and I was quite um, emotional. I was actually listening to them all chatting away the the, the kids and. The power of conversation, you see, the power of conversation. It was. 
um, fifty thousand. So homeschooling um, oh. is expected to continue for a while. I mean, this has been such a trying, trying time for the, for the parents because imagine children at different ages, for example, uh, oh, and, you, yeah. and you get some children that might just get on with it, and you get others then that need help. We'll keep on asking the questions. You got to remember that these parents have got you know domestic chores to do as well. It's yeah. been it's been trying. It's been testing, isn't it? It has. I mean. I worked in, um, I was a learning support assistant for 15 years, so I, I I was quite prepared then, I suppose, if I want to say prepared, is that a good word? I'm not quite sure, um, <laughs> for the homeschooling. Um, I thought I was, uh, oh, I, I, I'd nail it, oh, but it's been difficult. It's been really difficult, you know. Um, Saffron will say, oh, ma'am, can you come and help me with this? And I'm looking at it and thinking, oh, <laughs> did we do that in school? Because um, <laughs> maths is nothing like it was when I was in school. Nothing. It's all changed. Let me tell you, it's completely different. Um, but they've the kids are quite resilient, and they've really they've they've supported each other. Um, I've noticed my my little girl. She's they've made a group chat now, and they are like putting questions on there and asking each other because children will find a way. Children yeah, they will. will. Way, yeah, they but will. I I sympathise with parents that are working full time and then have to come home. And have to do the homeschooling. I really do because I come home some nights and I just want to sit down and have a cup of tea. And Catherine's like, "Can you help me with this? Can you help me with that?" Um, it's hard work. Now, just before you go, um, I've got to mention uh, Saint Dunwin's Day that was on Monday, January the twenty fifth. Now, it's basically the Welsh Valentine's Day. That's right. Now, compared to the fourteenth of February, this day is is under promoted, I think, because uh, I'm not. You know, it's only what three or four weeks after Christmas, admittedly, uh, but. It, you know, this would be good. I mean, it's different this year with the pubs and the restaurants closed, admittedly. But next year, do you think the Welsh Government should start promoting this uh, a lot more? Yes, I do. I love, I've been, um, we've been chatting about this this morning, funny enough, in the centre, because uh, we didn't realise that she was the patron saint of um, sick animals as yeah, well. Yeah, she, she was, that's right, yeah. So, I mean, obviously... In school, like I, I just mentioned, I worked 15 years in, in primary schools, um, and we always did something about St. John when we always did something, you know. Um, but that never came up for some reason. So when we found that out this morning, we were all a bit like, oh, we didn't know that. But yeah, I really, I really think they should, and I, I really hope they do, because the story is so beautiful that goes with St. John Wayne. It's absolutely beautiful, and I think, you know, schools do... Um, to a, a, a lesson on this so I think yeah we should make more of it you know I think, so, I think yeah. it's beautiful yeah I really really do I hope they do as well because so I'm, go, I'm going to anyway <laughs> <laughs> because it's my eldest daughter Erica it's her birthday on the 25th and of course oh. It's St. Dunwin's Day. I used to remind it about Burns Day as well. Of course, Burns Night up in Scotland. Robbie Burns' birthday is also the 25th of January. I mean, a brief history of Dunwin is uh, because she she, uh, is believed to have lived on Anglesey in the 5th century and and the daughter of a king, King Brachan. 24th daughter she was. The prettiest of them all, apparently. There you go. But, of course, it's a love story. I mean, if people people want to uh, read the story, obviously Google it. It's there. Uh, But I, I just thought I'd get your view on that. I, I I do think they should promote it a lot more. And maybe, I do as well. Yeah. So the Welsh Please government do. and uh, the uh, the local authorities, come on, pull your finger out, ready for next yeah. year. Yeah. Well, look, if I get in in May, it's going to be my priority. Look. Well, don't worry, <laughs> I'll remind you. <laughs> I know you will. I yeah. know you will. Right. Oh. Well, well, well. Listen. Uh, all the very best. Uh, Thank you. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed. The elections go ahead in May. Uh, Elizabeth Buffy Williams, as always. Thanks very much for joining us on GTFM. 
Thank you. Take care.